Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 41. Today's podcast is titled Finding His Way. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast, where we flesh out all the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. And today's podcast is titled Finding His Way. It's uh, it's a it's a pretty good podcast, I gotta say. I've just finished writing the notes for it, and I'm excited to deliver the content. Um, so um, here we go. I want to just take a moment to thank you all for listening. Thank you for taking uh, time out of your day to spend uh, you know 20 minutes uh, or so with me to uh, g- uh, gain some knowledge, hopefully some inspiration, and uh, help you live a better life. And uh, Certainly, if you could share this with other people, well, you know what? You're spreading some joy, spreading some love, and uh, maybe helping somebody else out. Uh, Also, if you want to uh, hit the subscribe button, if you're new to the podcast, uh, that would be great that we wouldn't miss any other podcasts. And if you leave a comment, I love comments. I try to respond uh, when I see them, as well as uh, nothing better than an in-person comment if you see me uh, face-to-face, and uh, it just keeps me inspired to keep doing this. And uh, so far, 41 in a row. Haven't missed one yet. This is uh, this is great. Um, so I've got some great feedback from uh, the last couple podcasts. Uh, still people asking for my wife to come back on. She was thinking about it tonight, but uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time my wife will join me again. I think, I think she's going to be a frequent flyer. I think we're going to see her on the podcast uh, on a regular basis. She's, she's a natural. I think she's a natural. So, uh, she's going to, she's going to drive the ratings up. We're going to get lots of reviews, lots of, lots of great input with my wife for sure. All right. So, um, on with the show, on the, with the show, here we go. So today's, uh, podcast title finding his way. And the backstory has to do with last week, my youngest son, Timothy returned home, uh, after uh, three weeks uh, on a mission trip. And uh, I personally have never done a mission trip. My wife has never done a mission trip. As a matter of fact, none of his siblings have ever gone on a mission trip. So our youngest son, Timothy, did a three-week mission trip. And uh, it comes on the heels of just uh, completing his first year at Elam Bible College. So let me back up and give you a bit of the behind-the-scenes story or more context or background so you can understand, like, how did uh, our son Timothy end up at Elam Bible College? So uh, Timothy has uh, has been different than all of our other children, as every child is different uh, in a family. But uh, Timothy uh, really didn't do super like well in traditional school settings. Um, it was it was always a struggle for him to learn certain things. Some things he excelled at, but uh, you know other things he really really struggled with. And we come to find out, he definitely has some auditory processing challenges. Uh, he has some learning challenges for certain things. But 
He's very gifted in other areas. So we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. Unfortunately, traditional school wants you to be good at everything. And uh, that was not the case. So Timothy did some homeschooling. For, he was our first child to ever be homeschooled. We did that for a couple of years, and then he really wanted to go back to school, so we sent him back to public school for a while. And he really loved the social aspect of it. He makes friends great, you know, wherever he goes. He's super social. Um, but eventually, again, uh, you know, the fact that he had these learning challenges, you know, the school was trying to help him out the best they could. Ultimately, we had to go back to homeschooling, and that's where he finished his uh schooling until he went on to college. And we ended up sending him to Elam Bible College just out of sheer, like, what are we going to do? Where is he going to fit in? Let's just send him on a program where he can just not worry about what he does academically, but let's see how he grows as a human being. Let's see how he grows as a person. And they offer a, uh, a program called Launch where you can basically just go try it out for a year. And we had no expectations. This was the first time we sent a, a, one of our kids away to college, and I really didn't care what kind of grades he, he pulled. I, I really just wanted him to figure out uh, you know, where his place was in life. What, it, what does God have in store for you? Find out who God really uh, has made you to be. So... I want to, that's really what my wife and I prayed about it. And we really wanted him to just, just do that very thing. So um, that's how he got there. And uh, to say it was the perfect fit would be an understatement. He uh, came back uh, a year. I mean, we saw it on the breaks. So like we, we could see the changes happening. But at the, after this mission trip, he came back a totally uh, different. Uh, human being, a different person, uh, and it was—it's been wonderful. Um, right from the time he got home, the first thing he did was went up into his room and just basically threw a bunch of things away. Some things, some artwork that he had on his wall, he got rid of it. But he threw bags of things away that he had, uh, as an artist, that he made that were on the dark side of things, and uh, it just he realized the difference and where he was to where he is and um, just a totally 180 and super proud of of how 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 he's changed and and how he's figured out you know a better path and uh, you know we, we have no worries about this young man we know he's going to to do great things so uh, the mission experience was uh eye-opening, life-changing, and uh, it was just a total immersion into uh, uh, things that he's never seen before, never been exposed to, um, and, and it just was um, just unbelievable for him. So uh, his stories were fantastic. I should probably have him on the podcast as well to talk about this. Maybe we will next time. But anyway, um, so I've got five points for, for you to talk about because I think we could all learn something from this. Um, there's there's several things that my wife came up with, I came up with. So uh, point number one is when conventional isn't working, don't rest until unconventional becomes your new conventional. Uh, and that, this is really hats off to my wife for really just continuing to pursue uh, whatever was going to work for him. And, you know, that was... 
my whole point, even with homeschooling, was that you know we're not looking to reproduce what traditional school is. Let's work on really focusing on his strengths. And so that worked really well, and, and that's where he excelled. He excelled in art. He excelled in music. Uh, he's become a, a very good graphic artist. He's become a very gifted musician because we poured his time and energy in those gifts. Is he ever going to be a math whiz? Absolutely not. Um, that's okay. Not everybody needs to know how to do calculus. <laughs> um, and as a matter of fact, I don't use calculus anymore, uh, even though I learned it. Um, so, and I think that's true for all of us is that sometimes we come up against problems and we're trying to solve them the way everybody else tries to solve them. And sometimes you just need to think outside the box. Sometimes you need to try something totally different. You need to just totally flip it on its other angle and just go at it from a totally different approach and, and see what happens because, if you don't, you'll never know. And you obviously can figure out what doesn't work. And by continuing to try things that don't work and that are not producing the result you're looking for, uh, if there's no growth happening, why do you keep pursuing it? Why do we keep pouring all this energy and trying to trying to pound things through? Um, it's it's not the way. The way the way should not be that difficult. Yes, there's struggle along the way, but. But at, when you find that sweet spot and, and growth is happening, it should be very fast. It should, it should flow because it's the right thing, right? So that's, a, that's, a, that's point number one. When conventional isn't working, don't rest until unconventional is your new conventional. Um, point number two is congruency trumps contradictions, um, and, and this goes, we've talked a bit about contradictions in the past. We've talked about being congruent. Um, this, is, uh, this is a really great point because it, it really has a lot to do with like people that you hang around with. I know, I know my son, um, you know, when he came back and started cleaning out his bedroom, he realized that his old self was a contradiction to his new self. And if he had those reminders on his wall, if he had those reminders there all the time, uh, there could be potential for the for the leaking of his old self to come back in and replace the new self. The growth that had taken place could easily be stymied. It could easily be um, transitioned back to the old way. It's very easy for somebody to fall back into old habits. All it takes is just a little bit of a, uh, you know, a foot in the door for that to happen. If you think about somebody that that struggles with alcoholism, you know, all it's got to take is that one sip, that one drink, and the next thing you know, you're back at it again. You could be you could be a thousand days sober, and then you have that one drink, and then all those emotions and those habits and behaviors come rushing back, and you start to you go right down that path again. So you've got to remove these contradictions from your life. And sometimes it's a new friend group. Sometimes it's a new location. Uh, sometimes it's just a, a, a new job, a change of scenery. Uh, for him, it was leaving town and, and getting out of uh, what he was doing here to go somewhere else to be in a different culture. And, uh, and, it, and it changed him for sure. Um, Point number three is, is a really great point, and I got it out of a book. Um, I'm not going to take credit for this. Um, 
the author of the book is Jonathan Kahn. I've I've used uh, I've used several things out of this. This is a book I, I read often, um, practically daily. I read something out of here, but uh, this has to do with point number three has to do with the weights of the balance. And if you remember back in you know the the scales of justice, and you have weights. But back in ancient times, they would weigh things and. Uh, and they had a specific uh, size stones that they used as weights. So, you know, if they put a certain stone on there with a certain marking on it, that stone's weight equaled a certain value of maybe silver or some type of coin. So uh, they would put it on the scale, and that would be that would be tell you the truth of what your whatever you were putting on the other side of the scale where it measured up. It would tell you exactly where you were. So they would use those stones to weigh things out to figure out, you know, the value of whatever you're putting on the other side of the scale. Well, some merchants would have stones that looked like the scale of measure stones, the stones that actually were the true rate, but they were they were false. They were faulty stones. They were they were phony. They were counterfeit. They would look like it. But they would be lighter than the actual stone, so it may may the stone may say one shekel, uh, but when you put it on the scale, it was actually lighter than a than a shekel, right? So they would say, "Oh, this is you know one shekel," and and so that that would be you know a, a huge contradiction, but it would also be a falsehood. You would be you'd be scheming people, you'd be scamming people, right? And so the point of all of this is that you know. Never change the truth to fit your will. That's the point. The point is that we never want to change the truth to fit our will. In other words, never. Ch- instead, what you want to do is change your will to fit the truth. That's the difference, right? But unfortunately, our ego or our um, the, our motives, oftentimes we want to change the truth to fit our agenda, what our will is, right? But in reality, what should you do and what will work better for you is is to actually change your will, change your motives, change your driving forces to line up with the truth. And when that happens, your life's going to take an accelerating path. It's going to it's going to blow past trying to pretend your way through things. So never bend Never bend the word of God to fit your life. Instead, bend your life to fit the word of God. And that's that's really what our son did. He 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 was he was kind of like he was trying to do the right thing, but he was still doing other things that were not really congruent, right? So he was bending things, right? But when he left to go off to college, he cleaned that up and and he realized that he needed to change. And, and fit the word of God instead of trying to make it all work for him, right? So beware of false standards is all I'm saying. Like there are standards out there that our culture really pushes, and we just really need to be aware of what's true and what's not true, okay? So point number four is, is really a question, and I want to talk about this a little bit, and that is why is it? <laughs> why is it that discipline and structure are so effective. We see this used all the time. We see it in the military, right? You take a bunch of young uh, young men and women 
teenagers oftentimes struggle in life a little bit. They all come from different backgrounds. They all have different issues, and they put them through this massive filtration process where they shave their heads, they give them a drill sergeant, they give them you know uniforms, and everything is structured from every minute of their life is laid out for them. So there is no thinking otherwise. There is no downtime. And on the other end of 10 weeks later, what do you have? You have a trained soldier. You have, you have recreated that person because you have taken all the decision-making for themselves out of the equation. Therefore, every decision being made for them and learning to follow orders, on the other end of it, you produce the soldier. And the same thing happens for us in life. If we create discipline and structure you can create whatever type of life you want to create for yourself. And if it's based on truth, if it's based on the Word of God, and you, and you create structure in that, you're going to be blessed with the, what are called the fruits of the Spirit. You know, So that is a wonderful thing. And uh, so why are they so effective? Because it, it, takes, it takes all the ambiguity out of it. That's why it's so effective. When we have downtime, and free time, what do you do? You're, you do whatever you want to do. You, you waste time. You may fill it with things that are non-productive, not inspiring, versus when you have structure, you're working towards something that is inspiring. You have a goal. You have an outcome you're looking to achieve. And you'll get there much faster the more structure and the more discipline that you have. Point number five is the effects of immersion. The effects of immersion, the effects of, of being thrown into a totally new environment, being thrown into uh, a, a place where you've never experienced something before. Well, this is where the greatest growth happens in all of our lives, and, and we try to avoid it at all costs because this happens when we get really uncomfortable. And, um, and there's right on that edge of being comfortable and uncomfortable. That's really where growth takes place. There's things that we always have a propensity towards, and that is, is safety, that is comfort, right? But where does the growth take place? It takes place out on the edges. It takes on the edge of comfort, on the edge of safety, just before it becomes dangerous, right? That's where growth takes place. And I can go into many different disciplines, sports, whatever it might be, the moments that make you a bit uncomfortable, you're about to experience growth. So the more you can harness that feeling and become comfortable with the way that feels, the uncomfortableness of knowing when you're leaving comfort and leaving safety a little bit and you're getting out on the edge of being uncomfortable um, and getting a little bit close to the danger, that's when you're going to grow. That's where that's where life-changing events take place. So remove limitations by getting there, right? By taking yourself there. Once You don't have to do it all the time. You can do it for windows of time. You can do it for brief windows or longer windows. It's totally up to you. All right, that's all I have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Live Network podcast. Tune in each and every week to stay connected to be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you next week. 